Welcome back, guys, to Beers and Pickskins. I'm your host, Mason Davis, and we are back with week four of NFL action. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, great week three that we just wrapped up. Uh, some really good matchups, some good upsets. Chargers taking down the Chiefs, Rams taking down the Bucks. Um, so we are heading into this week with a lot of good action uh, to follow that up. And a lot of injuries this week. Uh, so it's going to make for some interesting fantasy plays. Uh, Thursday night matchup, we had the Cincinnati Bengals take on Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick in the Jaguars. Joe Burrow and company took care of business uh, at the end of that game. Field goal uh, as time expired to win it. Even though it seemed like for pretty much the entire second half, the Bengals... Um, were in control of that game, outscored the Jags 24-7 to in the second half. Um, but you definitely saw a little bit there of uh, Trevor Lawrence in the first half doing some good things with his legs. Uh, but Joe Burrow still got that, that lead over him after the national championship. So good for that Bengals team starting 3-1. and um, So crazy how far they've come in such short time with Joe Burrow. Um, good stuff there. Joe Mixon didn't quite have the fantasy day that a lot of people expected. Uh, tight end Uzama ended up being the, the play of the week with two touchdown catches from Burrow. But Burrow had a great game, super efficient, 348 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, they are definitely trending in the right direction and definitely can uh, compete for that division if they continue on that path. So good things there. Um, <clears throat> But injuries seem to be the theme this week as far as wide receivers go. Uh, Tennessee Titans, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones both out this week. So it looks like it's going to be the Derrick Henry show against the Jets. The Jets also missing Elijah Moore. Uh, Jameson Crowder is still questionable. So Corey Davis will be playing against his former team. So he might be the only <laughs> healthy receiver out there getting looks. Um... As far uh, in the Saints game, Saints-Giants, Sterling Shepard is out. Darius Slayton is out. Um, <clears throat> receiver, I believe Kenny Galladay has been taken off the injury report, but he was questionable with a hip injury. Um, so not really telling how healthy he really will be for that game. So outside of him, Evan Ingram might be the, the go-to guy for that game, um, or might be a lot of Barkley action, but uh, the Saints defense is, is a tough one, so I'm, I'm not seeing a whole lot of production there on that Giants offense. Uh, Atlanta, Russell Gage has been ruled out after he was potentially coming back this week after being out last week. Um, so, looks like Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts will probably continue to get more targets. Hopefully Pitts finally has a, a good game and they show they drafted him fourth overall for a reason. Uh, Seattle, Tyler Lockett has been questionable with uh, a hip injury. Uh, Metcalf was on the injury report, but it looks like he's been taken off. Um, but it'll be interesting to see exactly what that wide receiver uh, setup looks like tomorrow. <clears throat> Uh, in L.A., running back Gerald Henderson's questionable. He might be back this week. We will see. Um, but if not, it'll be the Sony Michelle 
show again, and uh, he'll get the the majority of the carries. Uh, Pittsburgh, Chase Claypool has been rolled out. Um, So it it seems like these receivers are just dropping like flies. He's got a hamstring injury, um, so (laughs) Pittsburgh issues just seem to to continue to pile up. Um, The other side of the ball in that game, uh, the Green Bay Packers, Marquez Valdez-Scanling has been ruled out with a hamstring as well. So just going to continue to further (laughs) Devontae Adams' targets and share there uh, as far as looks go. So he's always going to be a great look. And uh, Lamar Jackson has been questionable with a back injury, but as of practice yesterday, Marquise Brown said he looked great, so he's most likely going to play, so that shouldn't be an issue going into tomorrow. And then Rob Gronkowski has been rolled out for the Buccaneers with that rib injury. took a big shot last week, and it does sound like he has fractured a few ribs, so there might be a a longer than a (coughs) one-game Uh, sideline for him but those are a lot of the big injuries Um, obviously the big story of this week is Tommy Brady returning to New England to take on the Patriots in Foxborough Uh, so that's going to be the Sunday night matchup it's going to be a great game lots of Lots of hype, I'm sure. I really don't know if there's going to be more boos or more cheers. Um, you know, sometimes when a, a player that's done so much for a franchise returns um, to their home stadium, a lot of the times, you know, the, the players will get praise for everything they did for that community and that team. Um, but I think the fact that, you know, he left New England and went and won a Super Bowl, I don't know how many... Uh, Boston and New England uh, people are happy about that, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it's a little hostile for them. They want to shake them up a little bit, um, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, another big storyline, the Saints finally get to return home after being displaced for the last 29 days due to Hurricane Ida, um, so the Superdome's going to be popping. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Uh, definitely feel bad for the Giants having to go into that atmosphere. Um, not sure if you guys remember, but when Hurricane Katrina displaced the Saints and they returned home finally in the 2006 season in that first home game against Atlanta, the the energy, the vibes uh, just were unmatched and there was no way Atlanta was going to be able to win that game. Obviously, the famous Steve Gleason blocked punt. Um, Hurricane Ida obviously hasn't done as much damage as Katrina, but it still affected the city as a whole and other parts of Louisiana. So, um, it's great to see them back and being able to be at their home place. So looking forward to watching that game as well, especially being a Saints fan. And another huge injury that I didn't touch on yet was Christian McCaffrey uh, got hurt last week. Obviously, that's going to hurt a bunch of fantasy owners. Um, so rookie Chuba Hubbard is going to step up and start in place of him. be interesting to see how he does against this Cowboys team. <clears throat> his uh, debut obviously he was a workhorse there at Oklahoma State so we'll see what he uh, can replicate there in that offense Um, they might be throwing it a little bit more just to you know not put so much pressure on him but it'll be a good game to watch to see if uh, the Cowboys can prove they're legit after that Monday night uh, smashing of the Eagles (laughs) all right guys well that is pretty much the gist of all the current news and what's going on 
Uh, we will go ahead and take a quick break, and then we will get straight into the beer segment and see what we got going on. Beer, 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 beer. Time for some beer, folks. Today we are going to get into hopefully another delicious beer. Hopefully we're on a streak from last week's very good IPA that we had. Today we are trying what is a pale ale. And the reasoning behind this choice for this particular beer is because it also has an awesome name and an awesome print on the can. Uh, this one is called Frickin' Hazer Beams and has sharks with laser beams coming out of their heads on the can. Uh, as you can tell thus far, I am a sucker for creative and colorful cans. Um, this beer is brought to us by Rufftail Brewing Company, and they are in Oklahoma. And their website is just rufftailbeer.com. Very cool website. Uh, All of their beer is in the state of Oklahoma, Kansas, and North Texas. Uh, So if you see one of theirs, definitely give it a try. They have uh, many different selections uh, with awesome cans uh, aside from the freaking Hazer Beam. Um, A couple of the ones listed here. Uh, everything rhymes with orange IPA. That's pretty funny. Um, let's see what else. The looks like a German type beer with a bunch of ghosts on it called the the Polterweiser. Looks interesting. Um, they have one called the it's a double IPA called the Hoptometrist. That's pretty funny says dank with a distaste for the status quo uh, but yeah, very cool website a bunch of information talks about their story they do have a tap room which you can go to get to go uh, they have different events and tours um, they have a shop online so you can actually get apparel um, they had some cool shirts and they also have merchandise for your dog so any company that produ- uh, promotes the pets definitely all about that so give them a, uh, a check out online, rufftailbeer.com. Like I said, they are in Oklahoma. I believe they're in Oklahoma City, it looks like. <clears throat> Let me just double check. Um, one thing about our beer tasting. Um, so hopefully here soon, uh, I will have a co-host joining me uh, for our episodes, my buddy John. Um, he currently has some awesome vacations lined up so it'll it'll be a little bit before he gets on the show Um, but we have some exciting things in the works coming for you guys Uh, hopefully being uh, getting some episodes done from some different breweries where we can be there and try different things and do some flights Um, but a couple other things coming up so stay tuned for that Um, but that way you're not always just listening to me and my opinions and someone else can kind of chime in on these as well Um, but we'll go ahead and get into this like I said, this one is called Frickin' Hazer Beams. It is a pale ale. And let's check out the percentage on this. It's just a regular 12-ounce can. Let me see here. 
Okay, so it's not on the can, or I'm just not seeing it. Let me see if it's listed here on the website. <clears throat> I think I saw somewhere that it said 5.5%, but I just want to verify that. And this will be rated on a scale of 1 to 10. Obviously, once again, there's no perfect 10s. So yeah, this one is a 5.5%. And let's give a little description of it here. Uh, this is an absolutely ill-tempered haze. This brew starts with a killer base of Pacific Jim Hops and Pale and Bready Malts, but blows up with flavor with added experimental Sabro right after the boil. The result is unfiltered, hopped-out bliss, bursting with huge notes of coconut and pineapple and soft, pillowy mouthfeel. Alright, if anything, this company knows how to write a description. So, before we crack this open, I'm hoping that we don't have the same issue as we did last week, where we spilled it everywhere. Um, so, we're going to go ahead and, you know what, we're just going to do it, and if it happens we're going to try and soak the foam up with our mouth oh gosh I'm already skeptical oh wow that was a clean clean open folks clearly we have improved really no foam at all actually I don't know if that's a bad thing <laughs> all right here we go first taste Not bad, not bad. I definitely don't enjoy it as much as the one, the uh, squirt gun last week. Um, it's good. Ooh. It doesn't have that much hop in it. I think the description kind of threw me off a little bit when I was reading with the coconut and pineapple. I can taste the pineapple a smidge, but I don't have any coconut. I mean, overall, it's still a good drink. Um, I would probably order this like if I was at their their tap room. Um, you know, this is a, a good drink that I would I would probably get again. It wouldn't be my go-to. But it's still solid, worth a try, I think. And it's got an awesome label and name, so that alone um, is worthy of a try. Uh, as far as a rating for this one, so let's see. Last week we went with an 8.0 for the Squirt Gun, which was a very solid score. Um, and then the Icelandic Pale Ale was a 7.1. Ooh. Hmm. I'm stuck on this one here. I think I like the Icelandic one more than this. Oh. We're going to go 6.8. Still a solid score. Um, something I would definitely have again. But uh, personally, I just don't. It's not quite for me. But, uh,. Definitely an awesome company and something that I would definitely look into trying some of their other beers. Like I talked about, they have um, some really cool 
cool names and things that look interesting. Uh, they have some limited releases, some year-round, some seasonals. Let's just take a look at their limited releases. Uh, they have one called the Power World Citra, a New England-style uh, IPA. And then they have, ooh, they have a triple IPA called Pack Tactics, which has a really cool wolf logo with what looks like a lizard on its head with a sword. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, definitely a, a cool vibe here. Definitely check out their website, roughtailbeer.com. If you live in the Oklahoma City area and you're not familiar with them, definitely go check them out. Um, check out their website, their story, tons of cool apparel. Uh, overall, cool, cool company and definitely one to look into. Well, appreciate you guys joining me on this beer journey today. Like I said, we have some exciting things coming up for the future when we hopefully get my co-host in here john soon and we'll do some cool things um but stay tuned and we'll get into the fantasy portion here shortly all right guys time for the fantasy portion of this episode where we will go over the DraftKings plays that we like for this week and we'll do our game picks at the end uh, briefly what I touched on earlier uh, my co-host that will be joining us uh, in the future uh, he's enjoying his vacation um, <clears throat> but we'll also go over his game picks for the week and we'll see who ends up doing better uh, so what we're going to do this week is we're going to go over each position and we'll go over uh, the top option most expensive option that we like uh, matchup wise and then we'll go with the cheap option We'll kind of tidy it up a little bit that way we're not going as in depth for you keep it short and sweet um, but we're going to start kind of reverse order we're going to start with the defenses um, so the top defense that i like this week uh, which is a little more expensive thirty eight hundred dollars is the saints defense uh, they're at home for the first time in the superdome the energy uh, it's going to be a hostile environment uh, the defense is definitely the new identity of this team since drew Brees has retired um, they are tops against the run. Uh, I believe over the last year, two years, they went 40-plus games of not allowing a 100-yard rusher. Um, so Barkley's probably going to have a long day since. Uh, they're probably going to look to him a lot in this game with Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton both out. So they're probably going to try to run as much as they can or get some screen passes to him. Um, so the Saints are probably going to be expecting that and be all over it. Um, so I think that's just going to be a, a tough matchup for them. Um, and there's, there's not a whole lot they can do in that environment. It's going to be loud. There's going to be communication issues. Um, so I really like them this week potentially to be the top scoring defense because uh, they also lead the league in interceptions so far uh, as a team. They're tied for first. Um, and then a cheaper defense that I like this week <coughs> is the Colts defense. Uh, they are at 2,700. Uh, they are on the road in Miami taking on Jacoby Brissett. Um, obviously with Tua out that, that offense really is still trying to figure out its identity and what they can do um, so I like Indianapolis I don't think they're going to get a ton of points but I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game so they might get a turnover or two and pretty much just limit that offense from getting a whole lot of yards or a whole lot of points um, so they could kind of stay in that you know, eight to ten point range, which is a good a good number for how cheap they are. They're listed at twenty seven hundred dollars, 
So those are a couple good plays that I like this week. I also like the Titans against the the terrible, terrible Jets, uh, but they're listed at 3900 even more expensive than the Saints, so uh, I'd still pick the Saints in that situation. Um, next is the tight end position. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey is the number one option. He is $2,200 more expensive than the next closest tight end. He's at $8,100, and then George Kittle is at $5,900. So that just shows you the premium that you're having to, to put up fork out to uh, get him on your lineup. Um, they are taking on Philadelphia, who just gave up a huge game to Dalton Schultz, who had a two-touchdown game. Um, and Travis Kelsey is always going to put up his points and get his targets. He's averaging 24 fantasy points a game right now, um, so it's kind of hard to... Do expect him not to get those uh, those looks, um, but it's just it's so difficult to pay up for him. <clears throat> but if you can make it work, it's never a bad play. Um, I'm looking for Kyle Pitts to have his breakout game this week against Washington. I feel like I'm saying this every week. Um, hopefully Atlanta can give me a little something, and Matt Ryan and the coordinator there can utilize him and kind of. You know, they drafted him fourth overall for a reason. Um, So I'm hoping that this is the week against Washington, who struggled last week against Buffalo. Dawson Knox had a huge game. Um, So I'm looking for him. He's only $5,000, so a little bit cheaper option there, obviously, than Kelsey. Um, So I like him this week. And then my cheap option play of the week at tight end is Carolina tight end. Um, and this play might not work out um, to tomorrow, um, but I think at some point in the season he's going to be a good cheap play. Um, but it is Tommy Trimble for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Panthers traded starter Dan Arnold to the Jaguars, and that kind of freed up the position a little bit. They still have uh, Ian Thomas there on the team, but he's definitely more of a blocking tight end. Uh, they really have uh, some... Uh, high praise for Trimble. Uh, I think they like this kid. He's young. <clears throat> uh, he's a rookie out of, I believe, I want to say Notre Dame. Let me just see here. Yeah, it looks like Notre Dame, um, which is kind of tied in university, if you will. Um, so I like him in that offense against Dallas. I think Dallas is going to be looking to stop those outside wideouts and um, <clears throat> DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. So I really like Tommy Trimble. He's only 2500 so that's going to save you a lot of money this week. Um, like I said, I think he could be a good play. It might not be this week that it hits, but um, I think he's a sneaky play for any team going forward um, in any of your lineups to save some money. Um, so that is my cheap tight end play of the week. Uh, and then receivers. Obviously, we are dealing with so many injuries. Um, so there's a lot of different plays that people are probably going to be making. Um, Devonta Adams this week with Valdez Scantling out. Uh, Adams is similar to Kelsey. He's always going to be a good play. Um, I think it, it, it is in Green Bay, and there's potential for some bad weather. Uh, I think it might be raining, um, but I don't think it's going to stop Adams. Uh, that Pittsburgh defense struggled against uh, Cincinnati last week. Um and I think that Aaron Rodgers is, you know, they're hitting their groove. Adams had a huge game last week, and I think this is going to continue, especially with the injuries. So definitely going to be the number one targets there. Uh, so 
look out for that. He's 7,900, so it's definitely a premium. But if you're saving money at the tight end position, like we talked about with Tommy Trimble or another play similar to that, um, that's a way you can afford him. Obviously, the other top guys, Cooper Cup is continually putting up numbers week in and week out. Nine catches, 96 yards, and two more touchdowns. Uh, he's got five touchdowns through three games. Uh, playing crazy. Matt Stafford is having a ball in that offense. I think against divisional uh, opponent Arizona this week, it's another good play. Uh, Cooper Cup is he's the number one receiver there, and the reason he's so productive is because most of his snaps are not from you know the outside, so he's not going to be going up against Byron Murphy all the time. They move him around in the slot so much, he gets open on those crossing routes, um, and he just feasts on those. Um, so I think he's another good play this week, and he's still... Even though he's averaging the most points, he's still not the most expensive receiver. He's listed at $1,700, so if you can save money another way, he's a good play. Um, and then some of the teams that have injuries. Uh, the Jets, and excuse me, the Jets game against Tennessee. So Tennessee, Julio is out, A.J. Brown is out. Um, so that's going to bring in third stringer. Let me, let me get his name right here. I don't want to mispronounce it. Uh, Westbrook. Ekine, Ekine, I'm not sure exactly how to say that, um, but he stepped up last week when A.J. Brown went out, had four catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. Well, now Brown and Julio are out, so he is the number one guy. Um, he's only $3,200 this week against a bad Jets team, so I think he's definitely going to get the most targets as far as passing goes, but they're clearly going to feed Derrick Henry as much as possible with all the injuries that they have. But it's kind of hard to beat that price point for a number one receiver. Um, no telling if he's going to produce or not, uh, just depending on what that, that game looks like. But you, you can't beat $3,200 there. So that's a good play this week. Uh, another play I like is Devontae Smith for the Eagles against Kansas City. Kansas City on the, the pass defense have been given up. A ton of yards and points to uh, number one receivers. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen both had a huge day last week. Um, So I think he's a good play at $5,700. I think Philadelphia struggled uh, against the Cowboys and realized that Jalen Hurts can't do everything with his legs and they need to run the ball a little bit more with Miles Sanders, set the play action. Uh, simplify the game plan just a little bit. I think obviously they got behind quickly in that game and were just kind of scrambling a little bit, but I think Devontae Smith is due for a breakout game, and this is the chance I think they're going to be chasing, similar how they were against the Cowboys, uh, crawling, trying to get themselves back into this game, and they're going to have to be throwing the ball a bunch to do that. So I think he's got a potential to have a lot of targets. Um, So I like Devontae Smith this week. Uh, another play I do like is in the Indianapolis game, Michael Pittman. Uh, he has, through the first three games of the season so far, he has, I believe, 28 targets. Uh, so he's up there toward the top of the league. Cooper Cup, I believe, has 33 targets. So he's not far behind in targets there. Clearly, the last two games, he's had 12 targets a game. Um, he's getting all the looks from Carson Wentz, um, and against this Miami team, obviously he's going to be going up against Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, so it's a tough secondary, but with all the looks he gets, and he's only $5,400, it's really hard to beat that, um, especially with T.Y. Hilton still out, Pittman's clearly showing that he's the number one guy there in Indianapolis, 
Um, so target share wise, that's that's a good play this week at fifty four hundred dollars. And last but not least for receivers, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. This week in the Cleveland and Minnesota game, uh, I think this might end up being a shootout. Uh, Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, they've clearly been you know very successful the last couple weeks throwing the ball. Uh, so Jefferson, Thielen, those guys, Thielen's had a touchdown every game. Um, so those two guys are great. 7,300, 6,800, uh, not bad plays. Uh, Land- on the other side, uh, Landry's still on injured reserve. Uh, Beckham showed that he, you know, definitely was healthy last week. Five catches, 77 yards. Uh, he had nine targets, um, I think, against this Minnesota secondary who's been struggling, giving up a ton of points, ton of yards. Um Beckham could be a good play at $5,800. He did have a shoulder injury, but he seems to be good to go. No issues there. Um, So he could be a good play at $5,800. Or some of those uh, secondary guys, Rashad Higgins at $4,300. Donovan Peoples-Jones at $3,200. So I do like pretty much a lot of the players either side of the ball in that game. I think it's going to be a shootout. So going heavy on a stack in that game, maybe like a Kirk Cousins, uh, Adam Thielen, or Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, running it back with uh, an Odell Beckham. Um, so I think that could be a good play this week. Um, so those are some of the receivers I like. And then for running backs this week, uh, lots of interesting matchups and potential injuries as well. There's still some people that are questionable this week, um, so we're still keeping an eye on those. Definitely check your lineups. Obviously, Derrick Henry's probably got the most favorable matchup just with not only the the team that he's facing in the the crappy Jets, but with Julio and A.J. Brown out, they're probably going to give him the ball a bunch. Um, But that could go either way. It could be a really good thing, and he's getting the touches and doing what Derrick Henry does and getting in the end zone. Or it could be the Jets are putting nine, ten guys in the box and, you know, selling out to, you know, stop the run. So... He's at $8,800, so pretty expensive, but it's it's probably the best matchup this week. So if you can find a way to put him in your lineup, maybe go with some of those cheaper receivers, um, that be that could be a way to do it. Um, it could be a good play. Um, some other good running back plays this week. Um, I really like Alvin Kamara against the Giants. Um, I think that... Uh, Jameis Winston is going to have a good game this week against the Giants team. Like I said, I think the just the environment in the Superdome being back, I think is going to be another thing that just hypes up both sides of the ball. Um, so I think that they're going to be a lot more offense, uh, offensive-oriented this week and really try to put some points on the board. Um, so I really like Alvin Kamara. Had a huge game against the Giants. Uh, Three-touchdown performance a couple years ago uh, in MetLife. Um, I think he could easily replicate something like that, but I think he's going to get a lot of catches this week out of the backfield. Um, so I think he's a great PPR play. Uh, he is a little more expensive at $8,400, but it could pay off um, you know, if you're saving money elsewhere. Uh, another play that I don't know as far as production-wise how he's going to do, uh, but Najee Harris at $6,800. Uh, they're taking on Green Bay in Green Bay. Uh, with the receiver's uh, injuries that they have, Uh, Najee ended up having 14 catches last week on 19 targets, Um, and that is a PPR owner's fantasy dream, especially in DraftKings. Um, So if he can replicate 
you know, half of that, seven catches, uh, and, you know, still get, say, 40 yards on the ground, whatever it may be, um, he, he's going to be a, a solid play. And I think they're going to be trying to play catch up as much as they can against Green Bay. So they're going to continue to throw it. Um, clearly, he's Big Ben's favorite target right now uh, out of the backfield. So that could be a really good play. <clears throat> and then some of the, the cheaper running backs that I like. Uh, obviously, you could give a, a shot for Chuba Hubbard there at 5,900 being the starting back. Um, there's potential they try to use him as much similar to McCaffrey as they can. Um, so he's got a potential in that PPR uh, format as well to get a lot of catches. Um, <clears throat> good play I like this week. Zach Moss seems to kind of be somewhat showing he might be the the superior of the two backs there in Buffalo. Um, they take on Houston this week. Uh, good matchup. They're at home, um, so he could easily punch a couple in. He's obviously the, the red zone guy, um, but he's showing that he is... Uh, also the pass catching guy the last few games so that could be a good play he's only $5,300 so worth taking a shot in a lineup here or there <clears throat> um, and then let's see here also like I talked about earlier uh, if Darrell Henderson is out for this game Sony Michelle he had some some good runs last week against the, the Buccaneers um, I think he could have a decent game. Obviously, he's not really a pass-catching back, but he could be sneaky there and get in the end zone a couple times, depending on how that game goes. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire finally had a 100-yard rushing game, 17 carries for 100 yards, didn't get in the end zone, still hasn't had a play over 15 yards. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if they continue to try to get him going as much as they can. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes, after starting off 1-2, and two, is going to be coming out looking for blood this week against Philadelphia. So uh, I think that the, the run game is going to be good. Obviously, Zeke was very successful against the Eagles and Pollard as well, that two-headed back. They kind of just ran up and down the field against them. So Edwards-Alaire is also a good play this week, and he is only $5,400. So that could be a good way to save some money as well. And last but not least, we have our quarterbacks. Like I talked about, that Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey stack is always a good option. Uh, he is also the most expensive quarterback this week at $8,100. Um, so you're having to pay that premium, but obviously, you know, cutting down the receivers or tight end position, whatever, to save the money there. Um, <clears throat> Josh Allen is another good play this week at $8,000. Uh, Thrown in a stack. Uh, Cole Beasley seems to be one of his favorite targets right now. Stephon Diggs just hasn't had that breakout game yet, uh, but there's potential there. Uh, Houston so far through three games is the 28th worst uh, team against the pass, so Allen could have a, a field day out there uh, at home against the Texans. Um, a little bit cheaper is Kirk Cousins. Like I said, I think that game is going to be a shootout. He's only $6,400 doing a stack with him. Um, and some of the other players in that game. <clears throat> Even Baker Mayfield as well, 6200 not a bad option. Um, and then I like really cheap down here at $5,600, Jameis Winston. Um, I think, obviously, a lot of that's going to be done through Alvin Kamara, but I think it's going to be a lot of screen passes. Um, I don't think he's going to top his Week 1 five-touchdown game, but I think this is a game he could easily kind of see him throw for more yards 
he really hasn't topped that 150-yard mark. They haven't really had to put the ball through the air too much just because they've been playing such good defense um, and running the ball, and that's kind of been their new identity. But I think this could be a game where Marquez Callaway has a big game um, and kind of you know shows his skill set from what he did in the preseason. Um, but I look for them to kind of push the ball through the air a little bit more and kind of show why Jameis won the starting job over Taysom Hill, uh, you know, with his potential with that arm strength. So I like him as a, a play there this week, being at $5,600. Um, and then obviously the Chicago Bears have been back and forth with what they're doing as far as their quarterbacks. Um, at the time of this recording, they have announced that Justin Fields will get his second start against divisional opponent, the Jets. Um, they are at home. Uh, they're taking on the Detroit Lions, obviously a team that is not as good as the Cleveland Browns, who sacked Fields nine times last week. Um, so Fields is at $5,200. That could be a good sneaky play to save you some money. Um, hopefully he can uh, you know, potentially get in the end zone. Obviously he has the ability with his legs to get a rushing touchdown. Uh, so throwing something in with him and maybe tight end Cole Komet. Um, or just throwing Justin Fields in there as a flyer. I think that's not a bad play in a, a lineup, uh, just to just to test it out to make your yourself different. <clears throat> um, and then we'll go ahead, and those are all the picks I like this week. So I'll go ahead and give you a, a lineup that I have um, that you can test out for yourself. <clears throat> all right. So this one here, I have Kirk Cousins as the quarterback. David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift as my two running backs, receivers Devontae Smith, Michael Pittman, uh, Westbrook Akine, the cheap Tennessee receiver, tight end Kyle Pitts, and in my flex I have Alvin Kamara, and then in my defense I have the Packers taking on uh, Pittsburgh at home. <clears throat> so test that out, see how it works for you guys, um, put it in a lineup, but that is what we got for the fantasy portion all right so now what we will do is go ahead and get into our picks for this week last week we went an astounding 13 and 3 so the mojo is starting to churn up for us uh, we already started this week off at 1 and 0 with the Bengals taking on uh, Jacksonville and winning that game I'd said that the Bengals were to cover the spread. They didn't. Um, <laughs> if it was a second-half game, they, they covered in the second half. But uh, they took care of business and got the win. So what we'll do here, like I previously mentioned earlier, uh, my future co-host, Mr. John Winters, uh, sent in his picks to me previously. So I'll kind of go down the list here of all the games, and we'll uh, compare our picks to each other and see who does better. Let me just get it pulled up real quick. <clears throat> All right, so he also took the Bengals at home uh, in Athens. John is actually from Athens and uh, from Joey Joey B's hometown, so that is why he took them, uh, Ohio native. Um, first game on the list we have is the Atlanta Falcons taking on Washington football team. Atlanta is at home. So John has the Washington football team winning this game. His comment is that Chase Young breaks people. He has him having a, a good breakout game. Chase Young actually doesn't have a sack through the first three games. Um, so I think that Chase Young also has a good game and definitely gets a sack this week. But I'm going to flip the script and go the other way. Uh, even though Washington's favorite in this game, 
I'm going to say Atlanta takes care of business at home. They finally utilize Kyle Pitts and get, uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think they take care of business and get the first win of the season, or actually second win. They won last week against the Giants. So we are already differing opinions on the second game there. Uh, next game we have is the Buffalo Bills taking on the Texans. Uh, John says that the Bills are going to breaking tables, throwing bombs is his comment. Uh, I think basically the Bills are going to blow out the Texans. Uh, they are a 17-point favorite. Um, I'm definitely on that same train. I think Buffalo takes care of business, no problem at home. Next, we have the Lions traveling to Chicago and taking on the Bears. Uh, it's probably going to be thunderstorms and rainy, so this is most likely going to be a low-scoring game. John likes the Bears and thinks that Justin Fields gets some, some work going. Uh, obviously, John is an Ohio State fan, so he's a fan of Justin Fields. Um, I also like Justin Fields. I think this is going to be a, a good matchup for him to get comfortable, maybe have a little more time in the pocket and get some easy throws going, um, obviously, and the potential to get in the end zone with his legs. I am also going to take Chicago in this game. <clears throat> Next, we have the Panthers traveling to the rowdy Dallas Cowboys. <clears throat> uh, Panthers 3-0 so far through the season. Obviously, they haven't had a whole lot of <laughs> tough opponents. Uh, the Cowboys looked really good on Monday night against Philadelphia. I think with Christian McCaffrey out, uh, I think they're going to struggle to kind of find that next uh, uh, next weapon in their offense. Not that you know they don't have so many weapons. I think Sam Donald's going to show that he's you know facing a, a little bit tougher of a team and he's going to struggle a little bit. Um, I think the game's going to be closer than some people might expect, but I think Dallas is going to pull away and end up winning this one. John also likes the Cowboys to take care of business at home. <clears throat> Next, we have the Colts traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Not a great matchup here. Not a lot of hype. <laughs> John picks the Dolphins, and his comment is just, sure. Um, I'm actually going to take the Colts in this one. I think Carson Wentz gets his first win as an Indianapolis Colt. I like Michael Pittman in this game. Uh I like some of the I like Naheem Hines as a running back, um, pass catching. If Jonathan Taylor ends up being out or limited, uh, he is questionable. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game by any means. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts by you know a field goal. So different there. Next we have the Cleveland Brown, <clears throat> excuse me, the Cleveland Browns traveling to Minnesota taking on the Vikings. Like I said, I think this game's a shootout. The over under is 51 and a half. Um, I could definitely see in this hitting the over. Uh, John is a big Cleveland fan. Uh, he has taken the dog pound on this one. And I'm also going to take the Browns in this game. I think that the running game they have is just too much. And Baker Mayfield uh, you know, continues playing well, doesn't make mistakes. They set up their game plan with the play action, take care of business. Um, but I do like it as a shootout. I'm taking the Browns uh, win by a field goal. Next, we have the... Saints at home taking on the Giants. My team, obviously, I'm rooting for them, and I think that they win big at home in their home opener against the Giants. Uh, John is in agreement. Uh, Saints, Danny, not Dimes, is his comment. Um, so, yeah, I think the Saints defense definitely uh, whip up on him and take care of business. Next, we have the Titans traveling to MetLife taking on the Jets. Uh, the Jets are awful. Zach Wilson has not done well. They just have no offensive identity, no run game. Uh, even with all the injuries the Titans have, 
uh, accumulated. I think the Titans win this game. It might be closer than it normally would if both teams were fully healthy, um, but I think that Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry take care of business, and so does John. Next, we have the Chiefs taking on the Eagles. <clears throat> John likes the Chiefs. As I kind of talked about, he also says that you know Mahomes and the Chiefs are angry. Philly showed that they might not be as good as they originally looked at the beginning of the season um, in that matchup against Dallas. Uh, we're both taking the Chiefs in this one, and I think that Patrick Mahomes puts up some big numbers. Next, we have the Cardinals taking on the Rams in L.A. I think this is going to be a really good matchup. Two teams are both 3-0. This is a divisional game. I think this is going to be a matchup, uh, both of them this year when they play twice. Uh, I think they're going to be really good games. Uh, Kyler Murray struggled last week against uh, Jacksonville, which was kind of shocking. So we need to see more consistency out of him and more consistency out of that offense. Um, but I think it's a good game. But I think Matt Stafford and Sean McVay continue to roll. And I like the Rams in this game. <clears throat> and John says the same thing. He likes the Rams and he likes the tough matchup, but he can, uh, the Rams continue to roll. So pretty much exactly what I said. Um, so one agreements there. Next, we have the 49ers and Seattle. Uh, the Seattle defense has been atrocious, um, so it's really tough to make out what they're going to get done. Uh, they started off 1-2 and two this season. With how many weapons they have on offense, it's just the fact they can only get 17 points against the Vikings last week in a terrible Vikings defense is showing that there's clearly some issues going on there. Um <clears throat> So I'm going to take the 49ers at home. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit more Trey Lance this week as well. We got to see some last week when Jimmy G was struggling. Uh, came in for some plays. Trey Lance got in the end zone for the rushing touchdown. Um, but I think this is a close game. San Francisco is a small favorite, but I like San Francisco to win this one. Seattle falls to 1-3. and three. Uh, John also likes the 49ers. Uh, that defense is just atrocious. So... Next, we have the Ravens traveling to Denver and taking on the surprising 3-0 Broncos. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is taking care of business lately. The defense is legit. Uh, Denver has played some softer teams, but I still think they're, you know, they're very efficient in what they're doing. Teddy is 73 of 95, 827 yards and four touchdowns. Um, so he's over 75% completion there doing great. Uh, John likes the Ravens in this game. Um, I think I'm going to go the other way and take the Broncos. I think with some of the injuries um, that the Ravens have had, and I think this Denver defense is good. Uh, I think Von Miller gets after Lamar. I know he's had some back issues. Um, apparently he's healthy according to the, the practice report, but I like Denver in a, in a close game. I think Denver wins by a field goal. <clears throat> Next, we have uh, Aaron Rodgers in the pack taking on Pittsburgh and old man, old man Roethlisberger. Uh, John and I both like the Packers in this game. Uh, Pittsburgh is just struggling. I think it's clearly time that Big Ben is on his last legs here, and it's this is most likely going to be it for him. He just he has not looked good this season, and the run game has not been established. That offensive line is atrocious. They're terrible. Um, so I think the Packers get. Get business done and take care of it at home. And then the Sunday night showdown. Tom Brady returning to Foxborough. The moment everyone's been waiting for. 
the tickets there are the most expensive home game uh, of the week, and I think of the season so far. Um, John and I both like the Bucks in this game. I think Tom Brady goes out and just hangs 45 on his former team in Belichick. Uh, I think he's pissed off. He's ready to to prove that he is more than Brady. Obviously, he did that. Uh, not more than Brady, but more than Belichick. Obviously, he did that by winning a Super Bowl his first year in Tampa Bay and being gone. But I think he continues to show why that team was so successful because of him and not necessarily Belichick. Um, so, I think he... He puts on a show, and uh, Patriots don't stand a chance. Um, and then our Monday night matchup. The Raiders already have, in the first four weeks, two Monday night uh, primetime games. Uh, they're traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Uh, I think this is a great uh, divisional matchup. Both teams have played really well this far. Derek Carr leading the league in passing yards, averaging 400 yards a game. Um, I think it's going to be close. Um, John likes the Raiders in this game. Uh, I, I I do like Derek Carr in this game, but I think this Chargers defense um, kind of shuts down these receivers um, and kind of puts the clamps on Darren Waller. Uh, Derwin James, excellent safety, is going to be locking him up. And I think that they get pressure to Derek Carr. And I think that on the other side of the ball, the Raiders have been struggling to stop people. They almost... While they are 3-0, they've struggled uh, against Miami last week. Uh, Jacoby Brissett ended up driving the field, tying the game. Um, so I like the Chargers at home in this Monday night matchup. Um, I think they end up, they're a three-point favorite. I like the Chargers to win by a touchdown. So those are picks this week. Uh, a couple different, I think my lock of the week is going to be New Orleans over the Giants. And then my upset pick of the week <clears throat> Let's see. I think I pretty much picked all favorites for the most part. Yeah. Um, we'll go with my upset of the week because technically Miami has a two and a half point favorite. So I'm going to take my upset of the week. It's going to be the Colts over the Dolphins. Uh, but those are our picks for the week, guys. Um, appreciate you listening. Thanks for uh, sharing this. Subscribe if you enjoy. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, whatever your platform may be. Um, but good luck tomorrow with your uh, DraftKings lineups, and have a great weekend, and we will see you guys next week.